1 Samuel 18 5 19 24 So David marched out and prospered in everything Saul sent him to do, and Saul set him over the men of war. And this was pleasing in the sight of all the people, and of Saul's officers as well. As the troops were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the women came out of all the cities of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs, and with tambourines and other instruments. And as the women danced, they sang out, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. And Saul was furious and resented this song. They have ascribed tens of thousands to David, he said, but only thousands to me. What more can he have but the kingdom? And from that day forward Saul kept a jealous eye on David. The next day a spirit of distress sent from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied inside the house while David played the harp as usual. Now Saul was holding a spear, and he hurled it, thinking, I will pin David to the wall. But David eluded him twice. So Saul was afraid of David, because the Lord was with David but had departed from Saul. Therefore Saul sent David away and gave him command of a thousand men. David led the troops out to battle and back, and he continued to prosper in all his ways, because the Lord was with him. When Saul saw that David was very successful, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David, because he was leading them out to battle and back. Then Saul said to David, Here is my older daughter Mirab. I will give her to you in marriage. Only be valiant for me and fight the Lord's battles. But Saul was thinking, I need not raise my hand against him, let the hand of the Philistines be against him. And David said to Saul, Who am I, and what is my family or my father's clan in Israel, that I should become the son-in-law of the king? So when it was time to give Saul's daughter Mirab to David, she was given in marriage to Adriel of Mahola. Now Saul's daughter Michal loved David, and when this was reported to Saul, it pleased him. I will give her to David, Saul thought, so that she may be a snare to him, and the hand of the Philistines may be against him. So Saul said to David, For a second time now you can be my son-in-law. Then Saul ordered his servants, Speak to David privately and tell him, Behold, the king is pleased with you, and all his servants love you. Now therefore, become his son-in-law. But when Saul's servants relayed these words to David, he replied, Does it seem trivial in your sight to be the son-in-law of the king? I am a poor man and lightly esteemed. And the servants told Saul what David had said. Saul replied, Say to David, The king desires no other dowry but a hundred Philistine foreskins as revenge on his enemies. But Saul intended to cause David's death at the hands of the Philistines. When the servants reported these terms to David, he was pleased to become the king's son-in-law. Before the wedding day arrived, David and his men went out and killed two hundred Philistines. He brought their foreskins and presented them as payment in full to become the king's son-in-law. Then Saul gave his daughter Michal to David in marriage. When Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that his daughter Michal loved David, he grew even more afraid of David. So from then on Saul was David's enemy. Every time the Philistine commanders came out for battle, David was more successful than all of Saul's officers, so that his name was highly esteemed. Then Saul ordered his son Jonathan and all his servants to kill David. But Jonathan delighted greatly in David, so he warned David, saying, My father Saul intends to kill you. Be on your guard in the morning, find a secret place and hide there. I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, so I can ask about you. And if I find out anything, I will tell you. Then Jonathan spoke well of David to his father Saul and said to him, The king should not sin against his servant David, he has not sinned against you. In fact, his actions have been highly beneficial to you. He took his life in his hands when he struck down the Philistine, and the Lord worked a great salvation for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced, so why would you sin against innocent blood by killing David for no reason? Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan and swore an oath, As surely as the Lord lives, David will not be put to death. 
So Jonathan summoned David and told him all these things. Then Jonathan brought David to Saul to serve him as he had before. When war broke out again, David went out and fought the Philistines and struck them with such a mighty blow that they fled before him. But as Saul was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand, a spirit of distress from the Lord came upon him. While David was playing the harp, Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear. But the spear struck the wall and David eluded him, ran away and escaped that night. Then Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch him and kill him in the morning. But David's wife Mihau warned him, If you do not run for your life tonight, tomorrow you will be dead. So Mihau lowered David from the window, and he ran away and escaped. Then Mihau took a household idol and laid it in the bed, placed some goat hair on its head, and covered it with a garment. When Saul sent the messengers to seize David, Mihau said, He is ill. But Saul sent the messengers back to see David and told them, Bring him up to me in his bed so I can kill him. And when the messengers entered, there was the idol in the bed with the quilt of goat's hair on its head. And Saul said to Mihau, Why did you deceive me like this? You sent my enemy away and he has escaped. Mihau replied, He said to me, Help me get away, or I will kill you. So David ran away and escaped. And he went to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. Then he and Samuel went to Nioth and stayed there. When Saul was told that David was at Nioth in Ramah, he sent messengers to capture him. But when they saw the group of prophets prophesying, with Samuel leading them, the Spirit of God came upon them, and Saul's messengers also began to prophesy. When this was reported to Saul, he sent more messengers, but they began to prophesy as well. So Saul tried again and sent messengers a third time, and even they began to prophesy. Finally, Saul himself left for Ramah and came to the large cistern at Sikhu, where he asked, Where are Samuel and David? At Nioth in Ramah, he was told. So Saul went to Nioth in Ramah. But the Spirit of God came upon even Saul, and he walked along prophesying until he came to Nioth in Ramah. Then Saul stripped off his robes and also prophesied before Samuel. And he collapsed and lay naked all that day and night. That is why it is said, Is Saul also among the prophets? John 8 31-59 Therefore Jesus was saying to the Jews having believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set free you. They answered unto him, We are Abraham's seed, and to no one ever have we been under bondage. How do you say, you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you that everyone practicing the sin is a slave of the sin. Now the slave does not abide in the house to the age, the son abides to the age. So if the son shall set you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word receives no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with the Father, therefore you also do what you have heard from your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus says to them, If you were children of Abraham, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has spoken to you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You are doing the works of your father. Therefore they said to him, We have not been born of sexual immorality. We have one father, God, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would have loved me, for I came forth from God and am here, for not even have I come of myself, but He sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to hear my word. You are of your father the devil, and you desire to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning, and has not stood in the truth, because there is no truth in him. Whenever he might speak falsehood, he speaks from the own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. Now because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me concerning sin? If I speak the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God, because of this, you do not hear, because you are not of God. 
The Jews answered and said to him, Are we not rightly saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my glory, there is one seeking it and judging. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death, to the age. Therefore the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham and the prophets died, and you say, If anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste of death, to the age. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died? And the prophets died. Whom do you make yourself? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing, it is my Father glorifying me, of whom you say, He is our God. And you have not known Him, but I know Him. And if I say that I do not know Him, I will be a liar like you. But I know Him, and I keep His word. Abraham your father rejoiced in that he should see my day and he saw it and rejoiced. Therefore the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Therefore they took up stones, that they might cast at him. But Jesus hid himself, and went forth out of the temple. Psalm 112 1-10 Hallelujah. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty in the land, the generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright for the gracious, compassionate, and righteous. It is well with the man who is generous and lends freely, whose affairs are guided by justice. Surely he will never be shaken, the righteous man will be remembered forever. He does not fear bad news, his heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is assured, he does not fear, until he looks in triumph on his foes. He has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor, his righteousness endures forever, his horn will be lifted high in honor. The wicked man will see and be grieved, he will gnash his teeth and then waste away, the desires of the wicked will perish. Proverbs 15 12-14 A mocker does not love to be reproved, nor will he consult the wise. A joyful heart makes a cheerful countenance, but sorrow of the heart crushes the spirit. A discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of a fool feeds on folly.